0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, division Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Russ M and I'm a recovery compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, February 17, 2023. Today we are reading from the big book, page 62. We're in the first paragraph, just reading that one paragraph. Selfishness, self-centeredness, ending with placed us in a position to be heard. Today's readers are, for the steps we have, Lori C. For the traditions, we have Lori S. Starting off, us off, first readers, A Marie M. Page 164 stands in P. The backup reader is Loretta H. Newcomer reader is Kathy C. And second hour host is Leslie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, 16th of February, 2023. 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. It's 19,970. That's one nine. Nine seven zero. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 19,971. 9, 9, the OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public, sorry. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, compulsive food behaviors, and to carry a message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, always fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Lori C. to read the 12 steps of OA.
1: Good morning, Lori C. in Virginia. These are the 12 steps. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would hurt, would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for our, for us and the power to carry that out. Having had 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to the compulsive overeater and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me serve.
2: Thank you. Next up with the traditions is Lori S. Good morning. This is Lori S. from Texas.
3: We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
2: Thank you for the opportunity to serve. Okay, thank you. How
0: our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you limit your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for for readers of six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and how it works. We're on page 62, the first paragraph, uh, reading selfishness, self-centeredness, all the way down through, placed us in a position to be hurt, And we're just reading one paragraph only. And um, I've asked Anne Marie M. to get us started.
4: Good morning, Russ. This is Ann Marie M. in South Carolina and through God's grace recovered from compulsive overeating, and uh, the obsession has been removed. Um, So I appreciate that God has removed the obsession. So um, I'm going to go ahead and read page 62, Selfishness and Self-Centeredness. That, we think, is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows, and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have, been, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. And I never thought of myself as a selfish person. I remember when the, my first, very first sponsor that was going over the big book with me um, Said that told me that I was selfish and I was flawed because I would give the shirt off my back to help someone else. Um, basically, a very uh, big people pleaser. And so, how could I possibly be selfish or self centered? But then I looked, and we you know continued reading, and she explained um, to me that um, I'm driven at times by fear. Um, self-delusion, self-seeking, I want what I want when I want it, um, self-pity, playing the victim. And um, those were the things that caused me to step on the toes of my fellows. And and they retaliated. You know, being that victim and basically telling the other person, you know, you're the cause of my problems. Uh, Of course somebody's going to, retaliate or to try to be defensive with themselves and then I got angry it, it was just such a circle that I never could see but I do have those traits of um, you know that self-delusion thinking that I'm better than anyone else and how dare they say something to me that might be offensive and that I I retreat back and um, I was once told that to avoid this, uh, is, is to pretend that I'm in a um, in a tennis match, and if I'm hurt by something, in other words, if the ball is is hit to me, to put down the racket, and not to hit the ball back, because then the game's over, and that really helped me to see how what my part is in it. I, I don't have to be right. I don't have to show the other person where they're wrong because um, what what does it matter you know what does it matter in God's eyes so um, I'm grateful for this I'm grateful that it was pointed out to me uh, the selfishness and self-centeredness and then going through with the fourth step as you know we're going to end up doing after this third step um, that I could see my character defects and was focused more on that and asking God to change that, than to point out what the other person had um, had a problem with. So, I'll pass with that. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Anne Marie. All right, we're going to open up the line for sharing, and I uh, we ask that although although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So, if you share it on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back, and give others. A shot and as uh, do your best to uh, hit it one, say her name once, please, so I can grab everybody. All right, who would like to share on page 62?
2: Riff uh,
5: from New Jersey. from Baltimore.
0: Darlene H. All uh, right, all right, one second, I got Carmella and Barbara.
6: Lisa B. And was
0: it R- Riska? Riska? Uh, Lisa? Charles H. Charles. Sema
7: P. Darlene
0: H. One second. Who was, that? Who was that before Darlene? I'll get you, Darlene.
8: Seema P. Is
0: it Seema?
8: Seema, yep. S E M A.
9: Okay. And Bobby Wynn. Barbara W. Barbara W. I think that's good for
0: the first round. All right. So we got Carmella G, Barbara A, Briska R, Lisa B, Charles H, Seema P. I believe it was Darlene H, but we'll catch it on a rebound here. And then Barbara W. Carmella, you're up.
10: Thank you, everyone, for being on the line, listening, and speaking. My name is Carmela G, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater um, for this day due to the grace of my higher power that I call God. Um, Selfishness, uh, it, it, it just, I denied it totally. It was totally impossible. That I could be such a generous person, my denial included many reasons why this was incorrect. And when I finally became honest with myself and I realized that my generosity was not being given from my heart, it was being given for my self-satisfaction. I wanted people to do what I wanted so I was generous to them I was manipulating them by being generous to them and by manipulating them I was stealing from them their free will because with the manipulation I would be instilling guilt if they didn't give me what Carmela wanted. This program taught me to be focused solely on my higher power and to do his will. And his will was an unselfish love for others. To give without even letting people know that I'm giving to that person. To make their life beautiful, and easier for them. Get out of myself, smash my ego, and the rewards will come from my higher power, and that is in peace and joy. And the promises do come true, and I usually live extremely peaceful and joyful, and I can be generous without manipulating today. Thank you so much, and I pass.
2: Thanks, Carmela. Next up is Barbara E., followed by Riska R. Good morning, Russ. Can you hear me? Yep. Great.
5: Thank you for your service and all the people behind the doors and everyone who shares and is just listening. My name is Barbara E., I'm a volume-compulsive eater, recovered for this one day only. Tomorrow will be whatever my higher power has in store for me. Well, I really learned true humility because I have been in rehab for a month now. And I wanted the aides to come in and do for me what I needed to do immediately. Because I was selfish and controlling, and I wasn't thinking that they had the whole floor to deal with. So I had to accept that they would come in their own time. And I made a point of thanking them profusely for the work they were doing. I really believe they were angels with skin on. And it wasn't just the aides. They're so understaffed at this rehab facilities that I thanked the nurse who gave me the pills every single day. They gave them to me on time. They took care of me. If my blood pressure was too high, they didn't send me down to physical therapy. And they said, you're always anxious, Barbara. And I said, I know I'm anxious. When my blood pressure reaches 190 I think I have the right to be anxious. So what I'm trying to say was I was also able to advocate for myself in a kind and gentle way, not in a mean, you've got to do it for me way. So as I said, I learned humility. I learned to accept that things couldn't always go my way. And I couldn't manipulate myself out of this. I had to accept. They brought my dinner at 4.15. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not used to that. But like Pavlov's dog, I got used to it, and I thanked them, and they were so kind. And when they brought, my A brought something to me that I'd ordered a week before, because that's how you have to do it, she always had another one hidden behind her, her back. Because she knew I wouldn't be happy with what I ordered a week ago. Because one's taste changes. But I needed to accept I'm not the center of the world. I have no control. I have to accept if they wash me in places I never thought I'd be washed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was fearful of taking a shower that I'd fall. But my aide assured me she wouldn't let that happen to me. And I believed her. And it was a wonderful experience. I couldn't have done this without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you to the fellowship and to everyone who's spoken and will speak after me. I pass. Thank you, Russ.
0: Thanks, Barbara. Next up is Driska R. followed by Lisa B.
11: Good morning, everyone. It's Rifka, R-R-I-V is in Victor, K-A. Um, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater in Baltimore. So it's, it struck me that, that Bill has already been talking so much about selfishness in the last few paragraphs. Self-will, self-propulsion, self-seeker, self-pitying, egocentric. And now it's like he's almost screaming it. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. But I'm so grateful that he made it so simple and straight in my face so it would penetrate my thick skull, like, hey, Rivka, don't intellectualize this. Get this in your gut. Just like I had to get my absolute powerlessness over food and unmanageability of my life in my gut, get what's really the root of my problems and messing up my life. Actually, when I first read these words for the first time 35 years ago, it was, it was, it was actually a huge relief like someone finally uncovered the deep, dark secret I always knew about myself, that I wasn't the wonderful, giving person everyone thought I was. I mean, I was nice to you if I liked you because I wanted you to like me, but if I resented you, and resentment could have been my middle name, you were out, um, I was happy to give to you as long as I had plenty for myself, but if I thought I would have less, forget it. Just like I had a pathological obsession with food, I had a pathological obsession with myself and yes i was the person driven by a hundred forms of fear self-delusion self-seeking and self-pity that was my life and i always felt like a failure in program because i knew i couldn't destroy my self-centeredness i used to think well that's impossible so my recovery will never be real i'm just a, a big fake so here's what's real for me today i'm a spiritual being having a human experience my human experience is my ego my selfishness and self-centeredness. And every day I'm given the opportunity to continually transcend my egocentric, selfish self by turning to God for his direction. And every time I do, my self-centeredness is destroyed in that moment. Each and every time I dismiss an inappropriate thought and do as I think God would have me, I reveal more of God in me and in this World, And that's exactly the struggle I was created for. And that reconnecting as a sacred service. I believe that there's a holiness created in the world when I take my natural inclination to be a self-seeker and surrender that to seek God instead. God will transform my naturally wired, selfish perspectives. And that's enough. Yes, I would love to be a completely unselfish person. But that's not the job God gave me. He gave me the job of being selfish and turning to him. And the beautiful thing is that with the food down, I can have an awareness of that service, which is really the only thing that brings me joy and sanity. Time. So have a blessed day, everyone, and I pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Next up is Lisa B. followed by Charles H.
12: Good morning, Russ. Can you hear me? This is Lisa
0: yep got you good
12: okay great <laughs> I have this new headset on sometimes it doesn't work my name is Lisa B and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina and I suddenly just felt so nervous to share but um, it's it's wonderful to hear everybody this is a you know what this is a journey to my heart this is a journey to my spirit and becoming like what the previous has said you know one with my creator that's what it's all about and it's the selfishness that separates me from god and what i wanted to share on is the decisions that i make based on self-seeking how much self-seeking today is my thing you know my achilles heel and i love in the 10th step and 11th step you know we ask for god to divorce our thinking from self-pity dishonesty and self-seeking motives I will ask people to do things, I will offer to do things, often because I want something, but I don't always know that that's what I'm doing. I make decisions based on self, and then they hurt me, and I don't understand what happened. And that's why I love sharing with Recovered Fellows, because they can help me see, they can often help me unravel these things. But I just felt led to share that for me, this has been so much about Letting the heart, letting that journey to my heart open up, and it's it's really about my relationship with God, my creator, and how much I place importance on the world and people around me, and I become driven by fear. And I can get in touch with fear, but the book is telling me that there's a hundred more. There's a hundred there that I don't even know about. And there are a hundred forms of fear and it just takes time. The longer I'm recovered and abstinent and doing this work, the more I realize like I really don't know anything and I often have to just step back and listen. I have to just keep listening at meetings and listening to sponsors and sponsees and working with others. So I'm so glad to be here. And um, This is the greatest continuing education for adults, and it's the solution. It's a human condition, but for us it's death, the selfishness. It is a human condition, but for us it's death, and we're learning about what we need to do about it. So with that, I pass.
0: Thanks, Lisa. So before we get Charles up, just want to let you know where we're at if you jumped on a little later. We're on page 62, first paragraph and how it works. Selfishness, self-centeredness, and we're just reading that paragraph. All right, Charles, you're up, bro.
13: Thank you, Russ, for your service. I'm Charles H. I'm a recovery-compulsive over-eater. I am charles hi am a recovered compulsive over eater i do want to drill down where it says um, self selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. And I'd like to, I'm gonna work the text. I'd like to take you back to page 55 where it says deep down inside. And just a sidebar, we are still on step two. And for application, go to page 63 and it will clarify everything what I just said. But deep down inside every man, woman and child is the fundamental idea of God. Deep down. Um. So if I was to title this two and a half minute share, I would call it grow, get your flowers. You know, Several people got some flowers Tuesday um right but if you want your spiritual flowers your recovery flowers you cannot a flower cannot grow without horse manure problem is i used to try to grow without my resentments and and, and, and my fears right so fear i heard from a beautiful person on this line uh an abbreviation for it is frustration ego anxiety resentment we i tried to grow you know, without those things, like, I said, I'm so great. No, I need to realize, for me, I don't know about y'all, I need to realize that I am driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity. And I do step on the toes of, of my fellows, and, and, and they retaliate. <laughs> and sometimes I retaliate by eating. That's what I used to do. But today, you know, I embrace my buildup of human emotions, right? I can, a flower can grow through steel, or cement when they have the proper manure and they embrace it. You need, I need that in order to grow. So today, just for today, I grow, get my flowers. And there are carnations, there are roses, there are all different type of colors, just like you guys on the line. You know, and and you know what? Everybody don't need to know everything. You know, it's not being a, what do you call that, a a, a martyr. You know, get, get you some people that you can get real with, transparent, you can, you, can, uh, you can undress nakedly spiritually and let them know what's going on with you and, uh, yeah, and we can keep growing. So grow, get your flowers. You can't grow without the shit. The shit is necessary. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Charles. Next up is Seema P. followed by Darlene H.
8: Hi, everyone. This is Seema P. from the beautiful Ocean State of Rhode Island. Grateful to be here. I really like this paragraph. Um, It helped me learn a lot about myself, Uh, my expectations, and my desperate need to feel special or to be treated special is what caused my anger and my resentments. And, um, you know, since I was such a kind, generous, and caring person, you know, you should have thought highly enough of me to basically kiss my fanny. And um, the way you treated me determined my level of self-esteem and self-worth, and um, that, was, that was a sad way to live. Um, but it was I that made decisions which wrote the script and caused me to be hurt. And the way I reacted to certain things, uh, or if I retaliated or acted out somehow, whether it was outwardly or through silent scorn, um, you know, I had to learn those things about myself, um, my need to feel in control and uh, thought my way was the best way. I was truly full of myself. I, you know, I've come a long way, but I have to keep working my program hard. I can't just do the work once and think I'm done because behaviors can crop up on me without warning. So I have to continue to stay close to my higher power and working with others Uh, There are certain life circumstances where I can still struggle, and I'm constantly tested. Um, For example, my brother's relationship with my parents. I I didn't feel he visited my mother in the nursing home enough before she died two years ago. And I was angry because I felt it was all on me to care for her. And now that my father is alone, I don't feel my brother does enough with my father. Um, And there's a lot of judgment in that, even if it's accurate. But I had to, you know, learn to mind my own business and let my brother manage his own relationships with my parents and focus on managing my own relationship with my parents. Um, I don't ask him for money anymore to help out with anything from my father, and I spend as much time with my father as possible to support him. I seek out God's direction and follow that order to the best of my ability. And when I stay on my own side of the street... I'm much more peaceful and serene, and I'm happier, too. So I'm truly blessed to have been given a way of life that really works for me. I've learned so much from all of you by listening on these vision meetings, and I felt it was time that I start speaking up and and give back what I've been so generously given. This is the first time I'm sharing on this meeting. Um, So with that, I'll
2: pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Ema. Next up is Darlene H. Followed by Barbara W.
7: Hi. Good morning, everyone. This is Darlene H. from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, Russ, thank you so much for your service and uh, everybody else's shares that I've heard so far this morning. True, I'm not unique. I'm, you know, it's rare that anything unique comes out of my mouth, but um, uh, you could tell me you, whoever you is, oh you're being selfish, you know, oh you're in fear. But I couldn't see it. It wasn't possible for me to see. Even as I had gone through the steps up until this point at the end of two, getting ready to go into three and um I stood even looking at the bedevilments, I really kept on thinking that there was something that I could do about that. That I could Control everything. I mean heck still today. I think I could still control everything. It's based on um, You know my ego and my thoughts my culture whatever I was brought up in all my beliefs But it wasn't until I did a fourth step Where I was able to see all the way to my core how I showed up in life where I was selfish where or where I am selfish I should say because I'm still selfish, where I am dishonest in my life, because I'm still dishonest, where I'm self-seeking and what I am afraid of. And every day that fear may take on a different disguise, but I'm still afraid every day. Um, When I was able to see that, and I I have to be honest, for me, I'm a slow learner. I had to do multiple four steps to be able to get clear. And today I'm very clear. Today I'm very clear that I show up in the world as a selfish, self-seeking, fearful human being who lies, lies to myself more than anyone else, because I'm in delusion, constant delusion, thinking it could be different. But today I also embrace that. I'm well aware of it. I can recognize it when it's happening. Uh, I can do something about it today. Today. I can either choose to stay in it and continue to stomp on the toes of my fellows or I can use the tools of this program and do something with it. Yesterday I had a little uh, thing that I'm planning for a big event today for all of our employees. It's like 400 people coming and it's really exciting. We've never done it before. Um, But I got wrapped up in a moment of selfish and self-seeking thinking and probably for the first time ever, I was able to kind of go, wait a minute, I, I was getting wrapped up that other people weren't thinking about me. <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. And then I thought, you know what? Maybe they have other things going on. Maybe there, there are things that-, that you don't know about. And maybe they're doing the best they can. And that brings Sorry. me relief today to not think that the world is-, is all about me, trying to slight me or trying to get me. I also recently, unfortunately, had a little event. It wasn't little in any way, shape, or form. But, we're okay, thank you. Where fear got the best of me. And so use our tools. Use our tools because it doesn't need to happen. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thanks, Darlene. Next up is Barbara W.
2: And then we'll take another list. Start one, Barbara. Lulu L. No, we're not ready to, for the list oh, yet. I have one more so p- person to share. Sorry. No, worries, sorry. no worries. So it was Barbara W. that wanted to share. All right. So we're going to take Did another you list. Hear me?
9: Hello, ah,
0: could you are. Yeah,
9: Hello, hey, I'm brother. Barbara. We got you, Barbara. I'm All sorry. I see? I was getting on, out. Down. <laughs> my phone. I'm grateful, compulsive overeater, and I'm happy to be in this group. I came in the group in um, November before Thanksgiving, and uh, Thanksgiving was very rough for me when I first got in. I was getting started. But I'm just thanking God that I am in recovery, and I'm learning about this selfishness. My selfish areas was because of the food. I was the type of person that I was a codependent. I did everything for people that they can do for themselves. And it was, uh, a lot of it was manipulated, out of controlling, and I didn't even realize that it was out of control and some of it until I got into the steps. Now, I'm doing the steps now from listening to Harlem. I'm learning so much about myself. My thinking, why I was in the foods, why I was compulsive eating, and you know, it's really straightened me out so much day by day, and I'm so happy to know that uh, the anger, the anger that I had was angry at myself. I was angry at myself, and I would take it out on other people. And now I'm I'm learning now that when I'm angry about a Uh, People, places, and things during the day, I stand back and take an inventory and I just, I say, God help me. And I look at myself and see that uh, the soreness that I have in my life from years of just eating, eating all these many years, and here I am, (laughs) 68 years old in the program, recovering, was in it before and relapsed. But this time, I'm learning it in a different way. Maybe because I'm getting older and I'm getting wiser, and that could be it. But I'm really taking it serious, and I'm really learning what to do with the fool by following the steps. And, uh, and uh, the vision for you was a great program. I'm getting so much satisfaction, and I'm getting happiness each day out of that by not uh, self-being and self-pity. Self-pity and, the, and that terrible delusion. Oh, my goodness. That was an awful one for me as well. But as I kept on coming and kept coming to meetings, listening, and I have a sponsor with The Steps now, which is great, it's really opening me up because I was a terrible actor. I, I would act out in a minute and with the food, had a party with it. When I was 15 years old, I was in a candy store working and i used to eat that candy and stuff every day and i didn't realize then that i was be getting i had a disease then 15 years old and i'm writing about it now too i can i said me with this terrible abnormal behavior insane so now i've got i got to, i've got to grab on it now and I, I keep my thinking straight during the day when i'm out when I go in the stores now, I I couldn't breathe last week. I went to Dollar Tree and that store was lit up. I had to get out of there. I could, had to get out that store. So much stuff I saw in there. I said, "Oh my God!" So I'm so happy to be here and I'll keep coming. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Barbara. Now we're gonna open it up for Sharon. I already got Lulu and see we are in in. Um, how it works, page 62. Reading the first paragraph, Maria, that one. Maria hold, on. G. Hold, uh, hold on, hold on, please. My uh, first, hold on, please. So, we're reading uh, page 62, the first paragraph self selfishness, self centeredness, and I'm uh, reading that one paragraph for me. So, I got Lulu, I got Elena, um. Uh, Martha O, oh, there was one. Roz G. This is Larry Roz, K. Roz. Maria
6: Rally, G. Maria G. G.
0: That's, I got you, Elena. Phil M. All right. I think Phil M will be the last one. All right, so we got Lulu. I didn't get the first initial of your last name. Elena C, Martha O, Roz G, Larry K, Maria G, and Phil M. All right. Lulu, you're up.
14: Thank you. Thank you. Can I be heard? Yep. Okay, great. Thank you so much for taking this meeting for us today and guiding us so skillfully. My name is Lulu L. I'm in Florida, and I am a frickin' compulsive overeater, and I am glad for that today. Sounds crazy, but... Many of you know how the program has turned around our lives. And this particular paragraph really bit me in the butt this morning. I've spent much of my life thinking that I am probably the single most unselfish person in the world. (laughs) And that is so ridiculous for me to think that because I find myself today extremely selfish Even when I pray, I'm praying for stuff that I want. Even when I'm praying for other people, I'm praying for their situation to improve so then my situation will improve. Um, I was just talking, texting with my sponsor, and I'm like, you know, maybe I'm not healthy enough to sponsor. Maybe I haven't achieved emotional sobriety well enough to be able to sponsor again. And she reminded me, that that's how we stay sober. That sponsoring other people is precisely where I need to be. I, I find selfishness within myself and self-seeking within myself permeates almost my every breath unless I am deeply and constantly connected to my higher power, whom I call God or goddess, depending upon my mood. I am so grateful for this meeting this morning. I am so grateful for those who surround me with love and truth, the truth of who I am and the truth of how I can be the single most selfish person and deceive myself about it all along the way. So thank you for today. I'm recovered today and so, so grateful. Thank you for allowing me to share.
0: Thank you. Next up is Elena C. Followed by Martha O.
14: Good morning, everyone. My name is Elena C. Recover from South Carolina. <clears throat> I like this paragraph. It's a reminder of my character defects. So all of these things that they're, this paragraph are talk, is talking about, selfishness, self-centered, fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity, there were parts of me. Through the work, um, through the work of the steps, especially the fourth step, I found out those are not me. Those are not me, but but what they are, they're parts of me. Without the spirituality of the twelve steps, I these parts of me that will be forever blended and will run the show. And you know, another thing is. I had no idea that people people do to me and hurt me because I had a part in that as well, and I had no idea how I put myself in the position to be hurt. But with this care, with these parts of me that were running the show in the past, that's what they were doing, and to me, there were I found out. There were protectors, protective layers, and they somewhat served a purpose for me. But there, at this time, when I have this 12-step, I have my higher power. I don't need to protect me. These parts don't need to protect me. Higher power will. And the more I worked on the steps, the more and I'm, I stay in the steps of the of recovery one day at a time Ten, eleven, 11 and 12 help others, I don't need to use them. You know, selfishness is um, wanting to be one things to go my way so I can be happy. And it was just a, an illusion, an illusion. You know, I had no idea what I need to be happy, I need to search. To search the universe and ask for the universe to show me what I might be needed, but I needing because I have no idea what I do need. It's only through the eyes of my higher power that I can discover that. And you know, the higher part is within me, and but selfishness, self-centered, it's a spiritual growth that. set set these things aside, set these parts of me aside that will never be there, I believe, because I'm human, and set them aside is growth, spiritual growth, that after that helps me to have emotional, cognitive growth, physical growth even. And I want to stay like this today, one day at a time. Thanks. Bye.
0: all right Anna, thanks next up is martha o followed by Roz g
2: hi this is martha O. in vancouver bc canada can you hear me
0: yep
15: okay great um i'm so glad we're reading this today and i loved all the sharing so far i'm in the middle of a new step three myself i'm recovering from bulimia and compulsive eating and this is just so perfect what I love here is the um hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking. And I think that word could be a thousand. What I've learned through SEPWORK is just how much of my behavior that I attribute positive motives to um actually has other motives. And I I'm reminded of the Anne Lamott um thing she said about uh, you know, help is just the dark help is just the sunny side of control. So much of my helpful, um, loving behavior, I think, had, as I'm finding out through StepArk, had other motives in terms of, you know, trying to control people or trying to get a certain reaction that would make me feel a certain way. Um, There's also something I heard in Al-Anon that I want to share with you guys is that I, I always thought I was a people pleaser, but I was really a people user, and I would do whatever I needed to do and say whatever I needed to say to make you, so that you can make me feel the way I need to feel. Um, and the only other, the other thing I just thought about this was um, it, it leads up to the line, one of my favorite lines in the book, which is our troubles are basically of our own making, which starts the next paragraph. And I think this paragraph is showing us how all these things that we're doing um, are causing the, the troubles um, and that, that, you know, if I can, if I'm the cause of my troubles, I can unmake them, you know, through this recovery program. And I, you know, I just think that's so incredibly liberating. Um, the other thing it just made me think about was, this is so funny, but so true for me anyway, is, you know, if I, when I think about people stepping on my toes, if I encounter more than
2: two jerks in the course of the day, I'm the jerk. So with that, I will pass. Thank you. All right, Martha. Thank you. Next up is Raj G, followed by Larry K.
14: Hi Russ. Hi everybody. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California, and I wanted to get in on this paragraph because of the word root. And one of the uh, big book word, avocation, aka hobby. One of my deepest loves in my life is my gardening hobby. I I, I even became a master gardener last summer, and um, I love to. to to use a metaphor of roots, as with gardening, as with life. And when I first started gardening, um, all I wanted to do was plant the seeds and see the harvest and see the tomatoes and see the squash and think about what, what I was going to get and how it looked. I did not nurture the roots. And there were times when, you know, I wouldn't get a good harvest or my plant was um, sickly, or things weren't coming up right, or I had too many uh, weeds there competing for, for for the nurturing in the soil. And I learned that I needed to nurture the soil, what was happening down deep inside of the soil, in order to produce a beautiful, bountiful, abundant harvest and as with my the roots of my body of the me as a person my my spiritual roots were all of these i was a selfish self-seeking delusional woman and i just really thought about how i looked and how i and what i wanted if i could be skinny and if i can be rich and if i can be pretty and if i can get what i want Everything's going to be just great. And lo and behold, that didn't work. And so the 12 steps, especially steps six and seven, helped me to see that I was a woman that was basically running on jealousy, envy, and being above the rule, and thinking that I'm better than you. And that really didn't work out very well. And the harvest in my life was loneliness, self-pity, and uh, damaged relationships, and um, especially with my eldest sister, you know, just no relationship with her whatsoever. So when I faced the roots of my troubles and nurtured them with prayer, meditation, kindness, loving, forgiveness, which doesn't happen every day, but for the most part, and ask God for the help to, to, to act those attributes out. I have a harvest of abundance of life beyond my wildest dreams. While things are not all going my way, most of them are what God would have for Time. me to be. Thank you. And I pass.
0: Thanks, Roz. Next up is Larry. Looks like Larry's going to be our last share. I'm sorry. and. Sorry, Maria and Phil, I uh, didn't estimate the time properly. I apologize. Larry, you're up.
16: Well, that's bad news. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Russ, <laughs> good morning. Um, Larry K. recovering from Chicago. So we learned that selfishness is the root of our trouble. I'm going to take it a step further. I believe that being self-absorbed is the root of, of my disconnection from god you know because self absorbed people have um, very unique ways of thinking and and acting and emoting that make up their personalities and for me you know we we can go through our lives believing unconsciously that you know we're inert we're, we're motionless and helpless that that's what being self absorbed often often results in and we become paralyzed from working the steps. There are people on this line that are loving, beautiful, worthy people that are paralyzed from working the steps. See, the problem with rumination is, I think the main problem is it carries with it huge costs, relational costs, relational costs with our fellows, but how about a relational costs with God? That's the problem with rumination and my nerves my frayed nerves have a way of making me fold into myself and obsess over each awkward thing that i've said or done in front of someone right and i'm trying to impress and and i'm chatting away but but also very much focused on you trying to figure out the impression that you you know that you're having and meanwhile we've missed the last 5 minutes of the conversation you know and and and, and i can't show concern for others and One of the signs, I think, for someone that may be self-absorbed includes consistently sort of one-upping others, failing to notice cues of disinterest and suddenly shifting from from passionate on the one end to disengaged on the other end, from passionate to disengaged. And then we become depressed and we develop more self-recrimination of how bad and stupid and ugly and worthless we are and self-critical, that internal voice. See, I cannot maintain a relationship with God or build a relationship with God when I'm self-absorbed in that fashion. Here's what the steps do. They move us from this self-absorbed consciousness to a other-absorbed consciousness, a God-absorbed. We all have self-interest. It's built into it. It's survival. But there's a difference between that and being other-conscious and compassionate and loving and kind. That's what these steps do for us one day at a time. I do it imperfectly. I do it imperfectly. With that I pass. Thanks, Ross.
0: Thanks, Laura. Actually we have about one minute. So Maria G, if you want to take a minute,
2: uh,
0: that would be great.
2: Yes, thank you so much. Um yep. Maria G from Louisiana. Uh
6: I think for me this uh paragraph is talking about learning to love myself in a healthy way and not be the selfish self-centered, but God is teaching me to make decisions and have um, the heart of um, someone who takes care of themselves but is loving. Uh, But the most important thing, when I am selfish, self-seeking, that's not loving me. Uh, in a way that God expects. Um, And if I can't love myself, I can't give love. I can't give that away if I don't have it in the way that it's meant to be. Um, And that comes through the big book. Um, And I just have faith that um, if I feed my soul and with this book, the words of this book and the fellowship, okay, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Sorry about that. And uh Phil M, if you could jump on the next meeting. Sorry about that. All right. So thank you to everyone who shared. We uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following closings. To, so today's share ID, Friday, February seventeenth, twenty twenty-three, is nineteen thousand nine hundred and seventy-three. That's one nine nine seven three. Uh, We will now close uh, close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by Serenity Prayer. Will Tenzin P., please read a vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
2: Oh, I'm here.
14: Oh. Oh, thank you. Okay. Tenzin P., grateful to be here. Thank you all for your shares today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.